welcome to reviewing Westworld, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Westworld on HBO and Sky Atlantic. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you today? I'm very well, thanks. Good, good. Uh, we're here today to talk about Season 3, Episode 7, Past Porn. It's the penultimate episode of Season 3, of course, we have the finale next week. Uh, what do you think of this episode? I rather liked it. I, I thought it we did quite a good job of pulling a bunch of different threads together of, of things that, you know, we we kind of assumed that there was something going on with Caleb, but we didn't quite know exactly what had been happening, but it seemed like he'd mind had been messed with and then we got that confirmed this week. Uh, we got to see a bit more of, of what Dolores' plan is and we got a fight off between Dolores and Maeve. So, yeah, I, th- I think it, it's... Um, quite a good penultimate episode in sort of pulling everything together I thought they did quite a good job with that yeah uh, I like this episode a lot as well um, yeah I think the the way that they've handled the Caleb reveals because um, there's a lot of stuff obviously in there I thought was really really well done uh, the use of flashbacks basically and uh, being handed this information um, and obviously Dolores is kind of there as well um with that sort of thing i thought that the mave uh dolores fight was really great really really liked seeing um the sniper drone because uh, a couple of uh, listeners, mm. listeners has asked us about okay what uh what sort of weapons or tech would you like to see and that was along the lines of sort of uh, obviously i didn't anticipate a sniper drone that's something that was a uh, yeah. something i hadn't quite thought about but i'd mentioned like you know futuristic guns potentially drones obviously they went hand in hand with that i thought that was really really great as well uh that was one of my favorite parts of the episode uh, i thought the william bernard stuff was uh william bernard and um what's the other uh, ashley um i thought that stuff was really really great as well um i thought that the cold open was really good a little bit more slightly more separate to some other stuff but i thought that was an interesting little um piece of the episode as well and uh yeah leaves things in a really really interesting place for the uh, for, for the finale uh next week as well um of course one other, th- other thing that we have to talk about as well is uh, i did put a little thing uh, at the start of last week's podcast because we finished recording last week and then about 10 minutes later the show was renewed so uh, <laughs> great great timing with that um we also re- we also started recording a little bit later um last week so it was even later than that but uh, anyway uh we finished recording about 10 minutes later and i thought hey i'll, I'll i'm i was still editing the episode at that point it wasn't like um in the bag or whatever uh so i thought i'd record a little piece just to sort of say we were aware the show had been renewed um but I've, i said okay we, i won't talk about it too much here i'll talk about it with david next week um so yeah um we, we kind of expected it to be renewed i suppose yeah um how do you sort of feel about that uh, yeah i mean i'm very happy it's been renewed um because it, it, it didn't really feel like it was going to completely end this season i mean you know they've they're out in the real world at this point and it didn't feel like that this was going to bring a, a kind of full-blown conclusion so i wasn't really expecting it to end this season um mm-hmm. I, I i don't know how many more seasons it's got in it i i think you could possibly end it next season uh i mean it depends i have no idea what ideas they've got for stories but you know you've had a couple of seasons in the park you now have one season out of the park i think you could conceivably wrap it next season um but you know if they've got ideas and they've got things that they think work i'm quite happy for them to continue making it i i don't think it's one of those shows that's going to go on 10 seasons or anything like that no, but it's not supernatural. Um, <laughs> yeah no it's not supernatural <laughs> what is uh but uh yeah i mean i so i don't think it's gonna go on for 
like lots more seasons. But I think you know if you if they wrap it next season, I'd be perfectly happy if they get have storylines they've got in mind for the next couple of seasons. That's also fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see where they go with it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it looks like we're heading to some sort of major all-out war. But you've, I mean, we don't know where they're going to end next week. But it does look like you you'd have to end up with some sort of major shift. And at the moment we don't, you know, we've only got a few hosts left. So I, I guess you would have to rebuild the host race in some way. We know the memories are around because there was that disc that the, or the, the card thing that they downloaded all the hosts onto. So conceivably you could just build a whole bunch of new bodies and stuff them into them. So we know that that all the characters that we've seen killed off could quite conceivably come back at some point. Um, so, I mean, my, my guess is that's probably the next step, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, given where this episode ends, I can't believe that will be the end for those characters. No, so. no. Um, this isn't any kind of, uh, obviously the fourth season is confirmed. Um, one other thing I saw kind of floating around, and I'll take this with a you know, grain of salt, pinch of salt, whatever the phrase is these days. I was I was reading about like, okay, there's ideas for six seasons. Now that's not confirmed. Don't take my word for that. Of course, I don't work for mm. any of the people involved in the show. But uh, I was hearing that that was like one of the discussions going around. Basically, uh, of course, showrunners and networks have always got ideas of when they, how long they want certain shows to run. That doesn't always completely happen. You know, things change and all that. It could be. It could be seven seasons, it could be five, maybe it does end on four, maybe it does actually end on six, we don't know yet. Uh, I mean, we've still got to finish the third season, so... Uh, yeah. And, of course, they got a film and write eventually the uh, the fourth season, but it's great that we got another one. Um, what do you think about the timing of this? Uh, like, it was done in, in, in a pretty good length of time, it was just after... Uh, what the sixth episode, uh, sort of mid last week? Because um, I, I was kind of, I remember when we got to sort of episodes four or five, I was like, oh, maybe they, they should probably renew the show eventually. And of course, it took about another week or so, and mm. they renewed it. So um, yeah, good. I mean, it it didn't matter if like episode eight aired and the show still wasn't renewed because they still could have renewed it like the next day. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's been all all sorted in that. Um, what what do you think of this idea of six seasons that's kind of floating around? I mean, I yes, that would be nice although uh, i mean it's difficult with a hbo show because they're not entirely reliant on advertising you know they do things based on the quality of the shows um yeah but its viewing figures are down this season um so it may be a case that hbo want to give it a final uh, you know a, a season to to finish it off properly um I mean, you know, its its viewing figures were at their height were a bit over two million, um, and they were sort of one and a half million for average for season two. And season three has been uh, hasn't even topped a million on the viewing figures uh, according to the the lists. Although, I mean, it may be I don't know whether that's just live figures or whether that's um, including um delayed figures as well because i mean i i suspect a lot of people watch this on delay and stuff yeah uh which is you know when it comes to hbo is probably fine because they don't care about the advertising it's all done through your subscription model so yeah uh you, you know i if that's just live viewing figures then it's relatively meaningless 
but um, that's, it, it may just be that. That's always been one of my questions about HBO, because obviously they're, they're sort of cable and sort of streaming, aren't they, in a way, because obviously you can't get things like Netflix and Amazon on cable. But over in... The, oh, that's been one of my questions about HBO specifically, is like, okay, Netflix, they got one platform, one lot of numbers, obviously they know the numbers. Amazon's the same. Hulu, I think, pretty much is the same. Um... Does Hulu Hulu has a schedule, doesn't it? I don't even really know, but uh, yeah, with, with HBO, obviously you've still got like okay, the Sunday at nine kind of thing, um, uh, or whatever day, obviously for this show, it's Sunday at nine. Does it is that just those numbers? Because you've also got okay, people that record off their cable boxes at nine, and then you've got people on HBO Go, HBO Now. So how is that? There's 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 so many yeah. different little places that this show could be watched. Obviously, all HBO, but. Yeah, that that's the thing. I mean, in most cases, what they're quoting is tends to be the the next day live viewing figures, um, and they're becoming less and less meaningful unless it's a network show which relies on advertising. But for somebody like HBO, that's even less meaningful because if somebody's paying for a HBO Go subscription, then if the, those numbers might not be counted in it at all, in which case you've got half the audience might be, you know, over half the audience could be watching on demand. And if those numbers aren't included anywhere, which I suspect they may not be, then that would also account for why the viewing figures are quite a way down um i mean even we've had this talk over on the walking dead podcast particularly with amc yeah. i mean it, you know, walking dead numbers the live numbers are way way down i mean it's still the highest rated show on amc it's still the highest rated cable show but um so i mean it's not going anywhere but uh they also have amc have premium offerings which drops the show early and those quite often aren't included in the viewing figures therefore it skews everything so it looks like the numbers are much worse than they actually are yeah. um and uh yeah advertising is more important to amc than it is to somebody like hbo but um we are we are in this weird area where you're starting to see see shifts with that sort of stuff because a lot more of you know um so like hbo i've got the new hbo max thing launching you've got the peacock service launching for nbc um a lot of these a lot of these places are going to be relying more and more on streaming services and less and less on the live advertising so you'll see live numbers drop quite dramatically as people start to switch over you know even more to to streaming things but yeah. with hbo specifically they've never relied on advertising it's somewhat like the bbc you know the their viewing figures are less important than the quality of the shows that they're putting out yep so um cool that's all we got for the pre-talk uh peacock what a weird name again uh <laughs> but uh yeah that's what we got for the pre-talk let's jump into some uh housekeeping but yes great that it's been renewed for season four and we'll of course be back and unless unless the next episode is the worst we've ever seen uh i mean we'll probably be back for season four but uh yes yeah we'll be back for see uh, you know in 18 months or two years or whenever it's going to be it's probably going to be a while but uh anyway let's jump into the next part of the podcast Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, 
All you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, um, Afterlife Season 2 is now live on Netflix. It's been live since uh, last week on Friday. Uh, So I did my Season 2 review. Of course, I did talk about it a bit on uh, this week's Geek Town Radio, which is available to listen to as well. That's on geektown.co.uk and on on, uh, podcast platforms. So have a look up for that as well. Uh, But yes, don't skip um, is the rating I gave for it, obviously. Um, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't advise you to skip Afterlife, but because uh, it's yes. an incredible TV show. But uh, season two, I've also given it a subtitle of uh, another ma- uh, masterpiece and work of art as well. So uh, I pretty much said the same thing about the first season and a, a sort of work of art and that. So uh, go and check that out. I'm assuming if you're a Ricky Gervais fan, you've already done so. So uh, the review is ready for you to listen to. But of course, please finish this podcast as well. Uh, Let's play Sundays for Moss on PSVR. That's the third of the four uh, Let's Plays. Uh, so next week um, or this upcoming. Sunday is going to be the last Let's Play uh, for Moss because uh, it will be the ending of the game. So uh, have a look out for that as well. But really, really good stuff on that. Uh, last week on TV Talk, uh, we talked about Tiger King on Netflix, which you should definitely skip. Uh, the Boys on uh, Amazon Prime, uh, and we talked about The Masked Singer uh, and some other stuff as well. And I also gave, uh, well, I've been doing it pretty much everywhere, but giving a lot of praise to uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which you should definitely go and watch uh, all eight of the episodes so far. Of course, there will be a ninth one later tonight. Um, but uh, if you're in the UK, it's free uh, on all four, and all eight episodes are on there at the moment. Don't know how long they're going to be on there for. They might start expiring tomorrow. We don't know. But uh, go and check it out while you still can. We uh, both definitely recommend that you check that show yes. out as well. Uh, and it's on NBC in the US if you want to watch that. Don't know where the episodes are at on there because we don't have NBC. But uh, go and check those out as well. That's for the um, TV talk for last week. Uh, last week on Gaming Talk, uh, the Crisis Remastered um, video games were confirmed the week before it was sort of speculated and all that but uh, Crytek the developer did say um, that uh, the games are getting remastered did you ever play those the Crisis games do you remember them more no no I mean I'm very aware of them but Mm -hmm. I I never actually played any of them so yes uh, I I remember that at the time when they were launched they were renowned for uh, whether your you whether your PC could actually play them because (laughs) they were incredibly power hungry I said you remember Mm mm-hmm uh, but that's going to be coming out to uh, PC, PS4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One. So uh, have a look out for that some point later in the year. Uh, there's going to be a Peaky Blinders video game as well. Uh, not quite what everybody wanted from Peaky Blinders uh, in terms of the style of this game. Uh, but that's been announced as well. That's, of course, the BBC show, which you can watch on the iPlayer and on Netflix as well. Um, and we talked about some next-gen stuff. Uh, will PS5 and Series X be delayed? Won't they? There's some discussion around that uh, and a new article that we discussed that ties into that as well. Uh, so lots of things to 
discussed there. On the run for a run on HBO and Sky Comedy, uh, which you can check out all the episodes for. Uh, there's been two episodes so far. Episode three will air uh, later today on uh, Sky Comedy. Of course, episode three has already aired on HBO earlier this week. Uh, but that's Merritt Weaver and Domhnall Gleeson back on our screens, which is always a good thing as well. So uh, check out the podcast for those. Uh, Westworld, of course, you're already uh, here for Westworld. Uh, last week, Better Call Saul wrapped up for its fifth season. We don't know when season six is going to be, but we suspect maybe late next year or earlier the year after. We don't know yet. But uh, season five, episode ten, we covered that. Uh, really, really great season for uh, Better Call Saul. If you've not checked out any of the Better Call Saul, El Camino, um, Breaking Bad kind of universe, all of it's available on uh, Netflix in the UK, and I'm assuming most of it's available on AMC uh, in the US, at least most of it. So go and check that out as well. Uh, what else? Um, segment that I broke out from a podcast uh, from a few weeks ago. My top 10 favourite horror films. That was when I did a horror themed podcast with Barry. So you can check out that segment as well. One of the other segments was uh, DCEU film rankings. Another one was discussing the Batman as well. Of course the upcoming Matt Reeves uh, film. Which recently got a delay. But only for a f- from a few months. But uh, that's that as well. And that's pretty much everything we've, we've, uh, that we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. And on podcast platforms. Charlotte or... Dolores uh, calls Musashi sorry, uh, with her um, belief that the original Dolores uh, is leaving copies to die but she has a new plan he is then met by um, the two hosts uh, Serik brought to help Maeve Clementine and Hinaro who attack and well chop his head off uh, yes. in the episode as well but yeah really great fight scene that was executed here um, what did you think of this because this is quite a quick opening for the episode as well quite a quick um, yeah open. I I mean, looking at this, actually, this is basically, you know, after everything that happened to Charlotte last week, this is the only bit that we actually see Charlotte in this episode, I seem to remember. Mm, Um, Is her raising her concerns to the other Dolores copy that's uh, in Musashi, or whatever his name is, that, that that copy that's in there. Um, warning that you know Dolores basically doesn't care about them and using them as tools um which I mean I think is probably quite true uh and then she says I've got my own plan so I'm assuming she's going to turn up sometime later and cause problems in the final episode I would guess but um yeah, I mean, I thought the the whole fight sequences were the sequence was quite good. Uh, it's nice to see those uh, Clementine and uh, Hanaru again. That was that was quite nice. Uh, the the uh, sword fight fighting bits were quite good. The way she kind of stabs him and then kind of walks around him and like uh, basically cuts him in half, I thought was fabulous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it was a nice nice opening action sequence. I thought in this one bit that was surprising to me. I think it's Musashi and. It was either Clementine or Charlotte. Two of them are shooting at each other, and they both completely miss. And I was surprised by that. Mm. Um, I don't know if there was a specific reason, but like neither of them, because even because one of them, I can't remember if it was Charlotte or or uh, Clementine. One of them is holding somebody hostage or whatever, and even that person doesn't get hit. And I was like, huh, why have they both missed each other? Like with the with the shots, but um, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Mm. Yeah, so... Uh, but that's a quick kind of uh, cold open for us there. And then, of course, we get the intro for the show, um, which is always kind of cool on that. Uh, Dolores and Caleb uh, head to Serik's re-education facility in Mexico to look for Solomon. 
the AI that had been developed by Serik's brother uh, Gene Mai or me prior to Rehoboam. En route, Caleb recounts his military mission uh, to um, Crimea uh, to deal with a rebel group using data tracking systems, but found themselves targets of the same systems, uh, wiping out all but himself and uh, Francis. Uh, they captured the resistance leader, but when uh, their plan um, of evac failed to arrive, uh, they made their own attempts to escort um, their captive to safety, but Francis and the leader were killed. Um, there's also a conversation in here about, because um, they're both on kind of horseback or whatever, uh, Charlotte mm. and, um, Charlotte, sorry, uh, <laughs> Charlotte, mm. uh, Dolores and Caleb, um, yeah, about uh, th this, because they're in sort of the Wild West and all that, very much reminded me of uh, Red Dead Redemption and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, well, it's it's Mexico, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. And she makes the comment that this is what Westworld was based on, which makes sense because, mm. I mean, did that that part of California and and that part of Mexico that was sort of the the Wild West, as you know, with Red Dead, is essentially looks pretty similar from a landscaping point of view. So, uh, so yeah, that that sort of makes sense that that's what Westworld was based on. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but what do you think of this little scene leading up to the big action stuff? Um, yeah, I mean, so th there's well, there's there's that little there's the little scene of them on horseback and them kind, and then it goes into this this bit of him relating what happened and who that guy was that we've been seeing in flashback, which uh, uh, is is uh, Enrico Contaloni, who is. The, the actor that I mentioned last week that said that yeah. face is a slightly bigger face that yeah we're going to see more of him because he's a slightly better known actor than just some faceless person going to get killed um, so yeah I mean I, th th this was kind of interesting because it sort of sets up you know that's the baseline that you get of this is what he at this point believes happened and then that story as you go through the whole episode kind of gets reconstructed and then reconstructed and reconstructed which i thought was quite nice the way that they they did that as you, you saw more bits of that scene but with little things tweaked here and there until we actually get to what happened at the end um i i thought that was that was quite a nice way of doing it and uh you know he the sort of when we get into the facility you got the sort of cutting backwards and forwards between him in that um the, you know the white room with the goggles on that we saw William in. Uh, so, yeah, I I rather like this. I thought it was a it was an interesting kind of opening setup explanation for what Caleb believe happened. Yeah, at to, the time. yeah. To me, when we'd seen little flashes of this in the past, like when Liam, uh, what a distant memory Liam is now. Um, yeah, because he, he only, di only died what two episodes ago? Was that last week's yes. episode? Week before, uh, I think it was week, week before. before. Yeah, week before. oh yeah, yeah, because last week we had all the Williams stuff, didn't we? Um, yeah, what a distant memory Liam is now. Um, it, it sort of like when we when we'd seen like you know he was mumbling to him as he died, and we saw the cutting back and forth with the holding the chest wound or the belly wound or whatever the wound on the body with the gunshot and the the um, waves of water and all that sort of thing. Um, to me, it always been <clears throat> that sort of thing where okay, I, I don't quite believe this sort of fragmented version that Caleb has been seeing we'd seen like bits of like okay there's a guy tied up in a chair someone gets shot there's a gun wound a gunshot wound rather and, and all that sort of thing it always seemed like okay this is a version that Caleb possibly remembers but um I always felt the need that okay e even even from once we'd seen Liam um and he was kind of mumbly explaining to him as he was dying 
mm. about that. I still didn't quite believe that version either. And I was, we were sort of waiting for for a few weeks to eventually think like, okay, we will eventually get revealed what happened here, and obviously we do later on. But I always felt like, okay, Caleb will need to speak to some somebody else in order to get the full picture here. And uh, I thought that was another interesting sort of lead up to what we find out yeah. later. So because because I never really. Because you could you believe certain parts of it maybe, but it was so fragmented, and even and even from Caleb's reaction when he's seeing the fragmented versions of of this story that has been told, even he kind of couldn't piece it together. So us as the audience, I suppose, um, were were not quite kind of sort of believing everything we'd we'd seen before. Were, were you on sort of the same boat as that? Yeah, I mean, it was clear that from the bits we'd seen, something had been messed with with his memory, mm-hmm. and. You know, it's re- as then you kept on getting pieces throughout the the series, like with the stuff with William last week, and the fact that he had the thing put in, and they tried to to recondition him, and we knew that Caleb had one of those, you know, with the mouth things that we'd seen previously. So that mm. sort of clicked into place. Was like, okay, yes, he has definitely had his men- memory messed with. Um, so you know that that kind of helped explain that a little bit but it was never entirely clear that something had obviously not been quite truthful about the the death of francis um and i i had the sneaking suspicion that maybe he shot him himself and that was part of it but um you know maybe caleb had actually been responsible for the death and and this was sort of something that they don't protect him so it, it that was sort of interesting yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was clear that I think throughout that something had messed with his memory, but exactly what that was, it, you know, there was no way of piecing that together from the bits that we had. So, uh, good stuff there. Uh, moving on to my favourite scene of the episode, uh, Dolores clears the guards at the facility using a hybrid uh, sniper drone weapon that was <laughs> delivered uh, before they left Los Angeles. Uh, inside, Dolores asks. Um, yeah, let's just pause there. I want to talk about this action scene. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of this gun? Really, really cool. Yeah, I, I, that's absolutely awesome, that gun. Yeah. Because it's it's sort of a fire and forget thing. You essentially send the drone out to go and mark the targets. And then she just like fires it five times. And the bullets just fly off and, like magic bullets and just like take out everything she targeted. Um, and, and what I like about the technology like that in here is it's not entirely inconceivable something like that no i don't think you it know is. no it, yeah, i agree it's completely possible that you know, you're essentially what you're doing is fighting is firing tiny miniature missiles in some respects so you know it's and the drone is marking them and then you're firing these tiny miniature missiles that have the ability to to maneuver in some way uh but i yeah it's i i, I can see how that in a you know few years time is entirely conceivable as a thing so uh yeah i i really love this i thought what a it's a really interesting great bit of tech that yeah yeah really really like that um i could use a gun like that on call of duty that would really help me out yeah, yes yes <laughs> yeah. really useful yeah uh, you can have um <clears throat> excuse me you can have drones in the game that mark um enemies and stuff but it doesn't shoot you can just mark them but then obviously you know where people are so <clears throat> um but uh, yeah, I thought I thought that was brilliant, and uh, I thought it was, it, when they start to get into the um, facility afterwards, and I think she says something like, "Oh, there's two inside," and Caleb says, "No, there's three. And then she goes as they walk in, "There's the one other guy there." She's <laughs> like, "Oh, you're right, there was three. Uh, and then she just kills him really easily. Yeah, no, but, you're uh, right. 
Yeah. yeah. No, I, th- I I thought that was that was brilliant. And uh, yeah, going off of what a, a listener said to us a couple of weeks ago about what sort of weapons would you like to see? Now, I kind of brought up drones because obviously they are very modern. Because uh, London a few months ago got very scared by a particular drone. Uh, do you remember that? Yeah, that but, yeah. God, that seems like eons ago. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. When they, the the drones that they were using to disrupt the flight paths of airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> it was at Heathrow or Gatwick or something. Yeah. 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 It's not that you need to do that now, but you know. <laughs> No, but um, yeah, you know, with drones being kind of modern tech, and this is a bit more of an advanced version of that. But I, I, I loved it. I thought that was brilliant. I just continue to be so impressed with the action this season, mm. and uh, yeah. this was no exception to that. I think. So. I think at that point, I also mentioned uh, giant, the giant robot being used in a battle, and then we saw that last week as well. So you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um, makes you wonder what they got because you know, big finale next week, and that makes you wonder yeah. what they've got uh, prepped for that. But uh, really great stuff. Uh, inside, the Lorisks ask Solomon um, for its help to break Sarek's system. During this, Solomon reveals Caleb was one of the few that had been put successfully reconditioned by Sarek. Thousands of others that failed to recondition, um, that failed, yeah, failed to recondition, put into uh, stasis. Solomon further reveals that both Caleb and Francis had been in the military, but were discharged after the uh, Crimea attack. Uh, they subsequently became agents to serve Sarek's system and round up those outliers using the Rico app to arrange such abductions uh, and employing uh, special pills to create the false memories they were still serving in the military. Flashbacks show um, Caleb's capture of the resistance leader was uh, really Whiteman, um, the CEO of the pharmaceutical company that provided those pills, now an outlier for asking too many questions. Um, so this is pretty much the reveal of... Um, what had kind of happened and all that. Mm. Uh, we get some other bits and pieces later as well. But uh, yeah, basically, um, Caleb and this, uh, I think it's Francis, um, were basically kind of, well, pawns, hence the, the episode and stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah go, going off with kind of what you said, I think, in the pre-talk, definitely had, had messed with his mind. Um, it's interesting as well, they started to bring up the whole um, little pills that they, they'd taken and stuff. Because he... It was either Caleb or Francis, I think, said um, that was used to sort of dumb their emotions so that they weren't feeling so much when they sort of killed these these people and that, or did these sort of yeah. micro jobs and stuff. I thought that was really interesting as well. But um, yeah, we finally kind of got the big reveal of, of all that in this episode and got a clear picture of um, what had happened. And uh, poor Caleb in the end, you know, being kind of messed around with the system and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Uh, also worth mentioning here as well, as as uh, Dolores and Caleb are walking through the facility, uh, there's another hologram of Caleb. Um, it's something I want to bring up with that as well. Um, this isn't quite as out there as the whole simulated city theory. One theory I'd kind of heard about is, okay, is Sarek actually real? Or is he just completely some kind of hologram? I do think, because he, he's in that kind of thing in in the air, isn't he? I can't remember what, what it's called. But, yeah, but where, no, where, I mean... where we've seen him before. Yeah, um, I do think he's definitely a real person, but it's interesting. That's one of the more interesting theories to me about like, okay, every time we've seen him, every time someone's tried to attack him, like when uh, Dolores slash uh, Charlotte tried to shoot him uh, a couple of weeks ago, and obviously he was a hologram there, he's a hologram again here, and it's it's happened quite a few times. Um, so yeah, what would you think of that possible yeah, I idea? Mean, that that is a, is an interesting idea. I mean, we've been certainly been given the impression that I mean, he uses this sort of holographic projection thing quite a lot of you know when somebody's 
gone to attack him. They've then cut, you know, he, it's been revealed his hologram and then it's cut back to a shot of where he actually is and him taking the glasses off in yeah. most cases. Um, whether that is some form of misdirect, that's actually quite an interesting idea of what if Sarak doesn't actually exist at all and he's actually a sort of holographic projection of Rehoban. Um, hmm would be uh, i mean that that's sort of an intriguing idea of of maybe it's the ai uh that uh, yeah i mean i i don't necessarily think that's true but it's it's an interesting idea potentially um and of course this introduces solomon as well which is this other ai which um i mean seemingly is now completely shut down by the end of the episode but uh that that's also kind of intriguing that they had this earlier version of the AI which went a bit nuts because the um, Sarek's brother was basically a bit nuts and it he was the one programming it so it had that sort of anomaly to it uh, but he still leaves it up and running <laughs> you know which is a little bit dangerous you know you've basically got a rogue AI that is it could potentially cause quite a lot of problems and it's up and running still that that seems a little bit of a of a strange uh, thing to do, but you know that's fine. Um, and then you've got you've got the whole reveal of what happened to uh, Caleb as well, which is pretty much sort of straight laid out at this point. Except Caleb doesn't entirely believe what he's being told at that point. I don't think, but uh, yeah, you know the the idea that that the CEO of the pharmaceutical company has basically been made an outlier because he's asking too many questions. I think that makes perfect sense. Um, the fact that they're, they're building that they, they are uh, feeding them these drugs to keep them compliant. I think also is an interesting idea that makes sense. Um, and, you know, it was, it was well put together. I thought, that sequence it it all makes sense and helps sort of explain exactly what's going on so uh so yes i i like the sequence a lot yeah it's really really well done um you know it takes you know a good amount of skill to to write some some things like this some people might think that this is quite an easy sort of thing to write or whatever but uh it takes takes some effort to to do that sort of thing um yeah because obviously you get the slight twist of like um how much how much money are you sort of getting and um he says enough and then you know Caleb has to turn around and kill him and all that so yeah yeah just uh you can kind of understand Caleb's attitude towards everything even more after this episode so um yeah good stuff in there uh just as Caleb comes to this realization Maeve arrives at the facility to fight Dolores Dolores implores Solomon to change the story uh for the world uh to the one that Jean Me had envisioned 15 years ago before Sarek had him put away. Caleb asks Solomon about Francis's true uh, fate, revealing that Whit- Whitman... Did I say Whiteman before? Whitman... I think I said Whiteman before. But yeah. uh, Whitman, having uh, revealed uh, the truth to Caleb, had warned Caleb that Rico would likely tell Francis to kill Caleb. Um, so And so Caleb had... Um, killed francis first which he was conditioned to forget so that's the scene i was just talking about just there where he has to turn around and kill him um mm-hmm. yeah what do you think of the ultimate reveal of um caleb having to kill francis yeah i mean i i'd had my suspicions that that was i i didn't know exactly why or or how it had happened but i'd had my suspicions that one of the things that he messed around with 
you know had messed around within his head was the fact that he'd killed his friend um that that kind of seems like a fairly obvious plot point that you know it, it sort of seems likely that if you're gonna go to all the trouble of reconditioning it him to forget something quite major that seems like I, I don't know. It, it just seems like quite an obvious plot point to put in. Um, so yeah, I mean it's fine, but uh, and I think it, the it, the reveal was done well, and the reason for the reveal was done quite well. It's the um, uh, what's quite interesting is the the sort of this is all being controlled by this AI, and the the coldness of the idea that well, you just throw enough money at somebody and they will do something really horrific. Yeah. Uh, you know, which comes back to the whole kind of idea of Westworld was these people living out their dark fantasies. You know, um, it, it sort of almost ties in back into that of of if you give somebody ample opportunities to do something dark, they quite a lot of people will take that opportunity to do it. Um, so I I found that quite interesting as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, this is the sort of end of that that kind of full reveal, and is the thing that sparks, I think, Caleb for whatever he's going to do in the final episode as well. Yep. So uh, I agree with everything you just said, um, and it was well done as well. So um, we finally know the the truth. I'm assuming this is well. It's obviously the truth, isn't it? But you never know with Westworld, we could have changes yeah. and stuff. But I, I'm assuming that this is the actual version yeah. of things. So, uh, there we go. Uh, meanwhile, Bernard and Ashley um, discover similar information about Caleb being one of the few uh, surviving uh, reconditioning. As they leave the facility, William reveals he has come to find a new purpose to rid the world of the hosts. Um, though Bernard believes they will still need still need him. As they look for transportation, William finds a gun and prepares to kill Bernard and Ashley. And it does actually cut off there. Uh, and it really interesting see I didn't actually verify this myself completely, but um there was some some people talking online about uh this number that Williams got that is either really really similar to Caleb's or the same as Caleb's, and then some people came up with the idea that Caleb is William in some type of way uh, I mean the show wouldn't show you that number for no reason they don't really they don't they don't do things like that but uh hmm. Yeah, what do you think of that possibility? I mean, I don't really know what that what, what would that mean that he's another version of William, or I don't know. There's so many possibilities uh, there. Uh, yeah, I, I mm, in yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't quite see how that's possible that they they're both the same thing. Um, I I think. I mean, yeah, we've now had this big reveal of the backstory of Caleb. So I, I assuming that Caleb is, you know, that, that is correct and that's who Caleb is. It's quite possible that some of William's reconditioning is tied to Caleb in some way. But I, I, I think it's rather more likely that William is the one that's been manipulated, not Caleb. 
I would think if there is a connection between the two of them, I don't necessarily think they're the same person or one is a version of the other. Um, but I think it's entirely possible that William's reconditioning was some way man- re-manipulated because he's the one that's had this this big kind of change of heart. I do wonder whether William in some way has been manipulated by his reconditioning to help Caleb, even though that's not what we're seeing right now because he wants to kill all the hosts. But I... I do wonder whether there is some kind of connection there um as to exactly what that is i think it's more likely that william is the one that's been outsmarted again than than it is that caleb is somehow a version of william uh that would be my feeling because we know less about we know some of william's background i mean obviously we know what you know the stuff in the park and all that sort of stuff but the the their, their storylines seem so completely separate at this point um I, i'm i can't see them being like two versions of the same character or i that that seems a bit odd to me but maybe there is some connection there yeah i agree um I, yeah it could be something to do with the reconditioning or whatever um i don't necessarily think that this means that uh, Caleb is some sort of version of William, but I get why people are possibly drawing that conclusion. You yeah, know, this is Westworld, and when you see two similar things tying two people together, you 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 put two and two together, and and uh, there you go. But um, maybe it's a possibility like he's related to William in some way that they don't know. There's obviously yeah. there must be some kind of connection if there's a yeah, similar, I mean, similar numbers. Um, could be could be a son, quite possibly. I mean, we what we haven't seen is his early childhood, so maybe it's an illegitimate son or something. Yeah, yeah, possibly. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait for the finale to possibly know more. So um, thought that was interesting as well. But um, yeah, what do you think of the overall Bernard Ashley William stuff? Yeah, it, again, it's kind of difficult to tell exactly where this is going. Um, because we don't quite know exactly what Bernard and Ashley's role is. Because at the moment, they seem to be following... You know, Bernard seems to be aware that Dolores has something planned for them, but they don't know what it is. So Bernard's kind of just rolling with it, even with the knowledge of that they are probably forwarding whatever Dolores' plan is. And then they're bringing bringing William along, but decide not to kill him because they might need him. I this is still all a bit fuzzy at the moment, hmm. so I, I'm guessing the final episode will tidy that up and reveal what is actually going on there. But I, I think if there's any been any kind of weak bit to the story, it's sort of been that because it's not very well defined at the moment, and the motivations aren't entirely clear yet. Um, but yeah. I, I have some faith that they will pull that together for the final episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Because um, Ash, Ashley is a host, isn't he? Was yes. he plugged into something when we first yeah, saw him? Yeah. 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 My guess, because William did kind of say, um, I'm going to go and try and kill all the hosts. And obviously we know that Bernard and Ashley are. He says he's going to, obviously he's holding, I think it's a shotgun or something, like a double barrel shotgun maybe. Mm. Um, at the end of the episode, he turns around and says like, I'm going to kill you or whatever. I believe yeah. him. I think possibly, I mean, cause killing a host is something we haven't really figured out in the show quite yet. Um, maybe he injures, I'd say I'll use injured instead of kills. Maybe he injures Ashley. Cause I can't really see Bernard getting injured quote or quote unquote sort of killed. 
Uh, I could be wrong about that, obviously. But uh, I think maybe Ashley steps in and helps Bernard. Like I, I do think that William pulls the trigger here. Well, I, I, I don't see. Yeah. Like, like he, I, he's his his character sort of motivations towards that I'm going to kill all the host thing and then turn around. He doesn't usually back out of those sorts of things. Um, so I'm guessing he might shoot Ashley next episode. Yeah, I mean it, it's entirely possible. I mean, may, bear in mind that Ashley's entire purpose is to protect Bernard. So yeah, yeah. even even if William goes to shoot Bernard, the chances are that Ashley will jump in front of the bullet. So yeah, um, I I mean I I don't know exactly what's going to happen here and whether whether William would decide to keep Bernard around for a bit because he might again whilst Bernard sort of says William's quite useful William could be useful I think William might decide that Bernard could also be helpful in deciphering what comes next so I I rather suspect if he's going to shoot anybody you're right he's probably going to be Ashley and as I say even if he does try and shoot Bernard the chances are Ashley will be the one that jumps in front of the bullet for him so um, we'll see uh, but it does look unless something major suddenly happens at that exact moment, it seems very likely that one of them is going to get shot. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we shall see. Uh, but I I agree. It's, it's been it's been weird the way they've used Bernard this season because uh, mm. he was such a major character in in season one and two, and he still is a major character. But his his screen time has been very weird this season. I will say yeah. that. Um, and some other people have pointed out, like on social media and stuff of like okay you've not really used bernard this season and uh, mm. i have to agree with that N- not necessarily in terms of what they've given bernard has been bad they just haven't given him a lot um yeah and it, it sort of feels to me like caleb has replaced a lot of that screen time because we have had a lot of caleb and dolores even though i've liked that stuff a lot and it's been the highlight of the season for me um but uh yeah i think that's definitely we can all sort of agree on that so but maybe it's just a case of, you know, you had a new character, you had eight episodes, so you had, like, two less than last season. Uh, yeah. If I remember rightly, last season was ten, wasn't it? Um, weren't uh, season one and two ten episodes? Pretty sure that they were. Um, but, yeah, you've had slightly less screen time, and you've introduced a new major character, so someone just got pushed to the side, I guess. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, as Maeve gains the advantage on Dolores, Dolores, rather, sorry, uh, Solomon provides Caleb a device with instructions to kill Serik. Dolores makes it inside the Solomon facility and activates an EMP that disables Solomon, Maeve, and herself. And then Caleb comes in with an angry face and the episode cuts there. So, yeah. uh, last little scene in the episode. Um, I actually quite liked that um, someone... Mani- I mean, Maeve definitely gets the upper hand on Dolores. She takes her arm off and almost kills her. I definitely think that's a way to describe getting the yeah. upper hand. Because um, Dolores has been very very powerful throughout this season and although i've enjoyed that a lot um it was just interesting to see somebody finally kind of manage to gain the upper hand because dolores isn't like you know invincible or whatever she can be attacked and all that and uh even from when like that drone starts shooting at the building and dolores, uh, dolores starts sort of running away and all that uh you got the sense that Maeve was sort of getting the upper hand um what did you think of their fight specifically the one that's like just before that um with, with all the the drones and stuff, I thought that was I, really good. Yeah, no, I I thought this was really quite good. Uh, I I like the fact that they tend to fight with blades because mm. there is this, there's almost a sort of Highlander feel to it of of because the way that you kind of kill the 
a host there's no point in just shooting it multiple times because whilst that might slow it down it's not going to kill it what you really need to do is be able to remove its head uh and and take the you know crush the the actual um ball thing so um i thought this was this was kind of uh really nicely thought out because you've got mave controlling that giant um drone like helicopter thing with had guns on it and she's you know she seems to be directly controlling that uh and that's sort of circling them so they end up in that shed thing in the middle so it can't get a shot off and uh it's and the idea of of the it's almost like a sumo wrestle which you get kind of pushed out then that's when you're in that's when you're in real danger <laughs> but you get pushed out of the circle so uh yeah and it's you know the drone takes her arm off um but I, yeah i i really like that sequence i thought that was really nicely put together um and uh it you know it was good to see sort of Maeve going up against Dolores and Maeve is obviously the one person that actually has a good solid chance of taking Dolores down um so that was kind of interesting to see and particularly where it ends up because the EMP goes off that takes out Solomon Maeve and Dolores uh we had the voiceover of um bernard basically saying you know there's a sort of poetic justice on having you know she she will get caleb to be the one to deliver the destruction of the human race or whatever it is that she's trying to do um and you know caleb now has that data i i do wonder what it's going to end up doing next week because you've now basically lost Maeve and Dolores Prime you've still of course got Charlotte Dolores wandering around somewhere because she's still out there yeah the you've got um uh Clementine and Hararu who who are both helping Maeve they are presumably still about somewhere as well um we haven't seen all the other versions of Dolores have we because there were like four or five of them I think think so yeah so i think there may be still some versions of dolores out there uh maybe one was a straight out and out backup i mean we don't know uh i mean dolores hitting the emp she clearly had some plan for getting herself out of that yeah um there is obviously some going to be some contingency plan for that i think that seems extremely likely i can't believe that she would risk doing that herself without having some backup plan to to be able to get out so um yeah i mean who knows but yes it does set things up for a very interesting final episode next week it does indeed yeah um yeah i thought the end of the episode was great with the emp and that uh raises a couple of questions about what has survived that emp necessarily um which we shall find out next week but um yeah it's been a great season so far we'll see how things you know, for the most part, wrap up. We know we, we've at least got one more season, so they don't have to um, wrap everything up next week. But uh, which I don't think I don't know how you would would actually do. Yeah. That. But uh, yeah, we know we got next week's episode to wrap up at least some stuff for the season. Um, it's interesting as well because one thing I kind of said for the last couple of weeks is I think okay, Sarah gets taken down at the end of the season, and he's been kind of the villain for the season. Obviously, we've had the debate about where exactly Dolores uh, is in regards to villain and to hero or hero whatever she she is um but it's sort of from this episode now i could be wrong about this it doesn't really seem like 
Dolores is near Serek, or really anybody's near Serek. Um, no. So maybe he's still in next season, but I, I, yeah. Um, so I may be wrong about my my prediction there. But uh, what what do you think in terms of that? Yeah, I mean, it's that's tricky because we don't know exactly what this plan is that uh, the 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 AI uh, Solomon gave to Caleb. Um, we know that we we know what the the outcome is supposedly going to be but we don't know what the actual plan is um and now dolores is seemingly out of action or certainly that version of her is Maeve's out um that potentially clears a path for caleb to somehow get directly to sarek i would guess um maybe team up with bernard and in some way possibly but you've got william supposedly on one side of wanting to kill all the hosts and save humanity and you've got got caleb on the other side um wanting to to bring down humanity i guess um in some way or at least save the hosts so um yeah i i don't know it, it, it it's that's one of the things that has been a little bit difficult is there's a lot of gray area in who's good who's bad whose side are you really kind of rooting for in this because i mean william ultimately yes he wants to kill all the hosts but he's also trying to save humanity according to him um bernard's kind of stuck in the middle dolores seemingly wants to destroy humanity but also just wants a home for her people who have basically had genocide committed on them. Um, and, you know, she talks about establishing somewhere out in the kind of desert purely for her people, but you've then got to rescue them all and create new bodies for people if you're going to do that. So, um, yeah, the, that, that's the thing that is a little bit confused at the moment is I have no idea who, who I'm supposed to be rooting for, if anybody, at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, hopefully all that gets cleaned up in the finale. So we shall see. Uh, we do have some emails, of course, some feedback. You've got one more week, one more week, sorry, to uh, get those in because, of course, the finale is next week. Uh, if you'd like to do so with your thoughts, feeling, thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, theories, whatever, or just get in contact with Entertainment Talk, uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter E Talk UK. There's a contact page, and there's also information in your show notes. So have a look in there. Janet says, really enjoying this season and glad we're getting um, uh, another. Given how we could have a few more seasons and it takes now 18 months to two years, are you glad that this could be another long-term show for you, she says specifically. So not just in terms of it being a long-term show, but uh, of course because we cover the show and it will last us a long time. Um, I mean, in terms of our long-term shows, we've got what Walking Dead is still going to be on at least for a few more seasons. Um We've got the DC shows, which are probably going to go on for a long time. I mean, you've got things like Batwoman that's just started. You've got the Superman show that's just started. Uh, We did lose Arrow this season, but we've still got Flash and Black Lightning and and stuff like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. And potentially the Green Arrow Canary spin-off, which may or may not be picked up. Um, Star Trek's only in its, like, third season. Um, American Horror Story just got renewed for, like, a bunch of seasons and that. So there's still a lot of stuff. So in terms of, yeah, you know, if if we do get, let's say, seasons four, five, and six, and that's spread over... 18 months or two years um 
yeah, I think it's good for us. I mean, we need a lot of big shows because obviously, uh, you know, some some stuff does better than than other stuff. Obviously, the the bigger shows that we got, because uh, of course we don't have Game of Thrones anymore. Because um, even if people didn't like it, it was still a big show for us and and that sort of thing. Um, but uh, how how do you kind of feel about that? I suppose. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, more shows that we have to to cover the better. I'm quite happy with uh, with that. Really, you know. Um, and uh yeah i like doing the big sci-fi shows as well you know so yeah yeah and there aren't that many of those around so that's good hmm. um just hope that next time things can be a bit more spread out and not all on at the same time <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yes we... that would be nice yeah yeah so we don't have three of them all at the same time so uh but of course some of these are on different networks so we can't always there's nothing we can do about that so, um, I mean, yeah, we've got one more season of Better Call Saul. Um, what other show? I mean, Zoe's Extraordinary Player, so hopefully that goes on for a long time. So plenty of stuff still, and obviously we're going to have loads of new shows in those in that amount of time. So uh, there we go. Um, but, uh, no, it's it's good for us to have these long-term big shows as well. And, of course, you're, you're always going to have probably big dramas from, you know, Netflix, HBO, Amazon, uh, all those sorts of... I mean, you know, Witcher, which just started as well, which is probably going to be on for quite a few years, so... Yeah, the more of them, the better. But just spread them out a bit more. Yeah, that'll help us out. <laughs> so uh, Ian says it was great to see more tech in this episode with the drone sniper that Dolores was using. I'd like to see a future body cop show with Dolores and Caleb. Uh, joking aside, do you see? Do you think we could see more spin-offs for Westworld? Uh, I remember debating this with you in I think season two when they started to introduce a few more of the parks. That's where we had Shogun World and uh, some of the others that we'd had as well. And I kind of thought at the time like, oh, okay, are we going to get like a Shogun World series and then uh, ones for the other parks? And I don't. I mean, it's up to HBO to decide what they're going to do. Obviously, they got HBO Max coming out, so they've got um, stuff to, to fill out as well. But uh, I don't I I don't really see that happening so no. much. Um I mean you couldn't really do like a a prequel. I don't think cuz I was just thinking of like okay Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, got the prequel there. Um obviously you got Walking Dead spin-offs and they're based with new characters in in the same universe and that. Um I don't know. I think you can explore the majority of what you need to uh, and what you can in Westworld. Plus as we've seen this season you don't need to stay in one park. You can go into the city. You can go into different parks. Because uh, eventually I'm going to assume... Maybe not next... I, I don't know which season they'll do it in. But they'll probably go to another park. Like next season as well. And then probably a, a few other parks as well. Um, but I don't know that they're parks that need their own shows. We can just explore them within this one. With the characters that we've got. Um, I don't personally think I need spin-offs. I'm happy with just Westworld being this for... I don't know, four, five, six seasons, whatever it's going to be, and then they tell the, that story. Um, how do you feel about that, spin-offs and that? I, yeah, I mean, I think it would be very difficult to do spin-offs of something like Westworld. I mean, the the book that it's based on did have a second book, which was called Future World, um, but, but that almost takes the sort of Jurassic Park approach of uh the there's the tragedy it gets shut down and then they they make safety improvements and reopen the park again and then it all goes horribly wrong again um so so i mean that that's the sort of setup in the books for westworld and future world i think with the way that they've gone with the tv series i i think that will be a lot more difficult to do um i i don't know if you could have the parks reopen and if you did it would kind of just be a continuation of Westworld anyway, in some respects. Um, it's very difficult to do a prequel because what 
would be the interesting point of a prequel if you know because things i mean we know things have gone wrong kind of in the setup to the part but we've already kind of seen a lot of that in the earlier episodes of westworld and because westworld jumped around in history a lot in that first season it's very difficult to do a prequel based around that so yeah and if you're just doing something set in stories of the park you're basically i mean if it's set in westworld you're basically just doing a a western um with some weird future tech in there which doesn't seem to make a huge amount of sense i i don't i don't see where you would go with a spin-off with this plus i don't think it's the sort of thing that jonathan nolan and lisa joy would probably want to do um i i with them as writers and creators i think they'd rather go off and do other things but in fact they are going off and doing other things as well as doing Westworld. I mean, they've got um, other shows in development, like The Peripheral, uh, which is uh, a um, show on um, Amazon. Um, it's based on a William Gibson novel. So they're exact producing that. They're not writing it, but they're exact producing it. And they've got you know other features and, and that sort of stuff. I, I think they're far more likely to be doing things like that than they are to just be doing Westworld spin-offs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could always hand it over to somebody else, but and, I don't and, know. I, I can't, I, I can't see. Yeah, yeah. And I, I can't see. I, they, they've sort of boxed it in, in such a way that I, I don't see how you could do a spin-off successfully because there isn't, there aren't enough bits to grab hold of to spin off it in any meaningful way. As far as I can see, I mean, there might be a way that they come up with a really clever way of doing it, but because it jumps around in time so much in that first season and in some of the second season, we we know quite a lot of the history. So prequels are a pain Um, stuff afterwards would just feel like a straight continuation. So I, I don't know. I I don't see a spin-off working in any way. Mm-hmm. So it's different with someone like Game of Thrones and Star Wars, uh, per se, because I'm, I'm, obviously we're going to have at least the one, if not multiple, yeah. uh, prequels there dealing with um, was it the the Targaryens and the dragons and stuff with the, yeah, the, yeah. the new so, one that they're doing. Yeah, Game of Thrones deals with the Tiber- Targaryens. Then you've got Star Wars, which is you know various other bits mm-hmm. uh, across the the whole universe. But that is the difference with those. I mean, with Game of Thrones and things like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, you have a universe for it to play around in. Um, with this, you don't. You know, yeah. it, it's a very specific set of circumstances, and that—that's the major difference. You know, when you're dealing with a big fantasy world, whether it's like sci-fi fantasy or just fantasy fantasy, that there are huge universes, and you can there are lots of things you can play within that, and there's a history, and there's an established history to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, it, it there isn't. You know, because its history is so intermingled with Earth, Earth history, it's it's really tricky to set something up that you know in terms of spin-offs yeah um i think with star wars as well like you got the whole galaxy to explore and we just changed from like you know the skywalker and jedis to the mandalorian uh so that gave it like a fresh change of pace with you know the the the, the uh new trilogy as opposed to the the mandalorian tv show and that um i don't know that westworld can really do that quite so much but no. you know if we get two or three or one more seasons or whatever i'll be happy with that um I think for the next, I would be quite happy for next season for them to stay in the city for another whole season because I still think that there's doors that you can um, explore and, and and things you can. I mean, you have got the the whole city. Like, what what more could you 
kind of want um because in terms of then going back to a park it would have to be something a bit more different to to westworld itself and not just more sort of i don't know more of what we had in seasons one and two Mm. So, I mean, uh, you you could keep it going, and you could blend it into the future world. Yeah, you could you could blend it into that second novel, into the more the future world stuff, and you could have it at a point where they you know Delos gets to a point where they are prepared to reopen the parks, and they do that, and then you know you you get somebody trying to liberate the newly open park or sabotage the newly open park you i mean you could but it, it is sort of more of a continuation of westworld at that point so mm-hmm. yep uh natalie says i disagree with both of you i think william is a waste of time and not interesting and just a grumpy old man very harsh <laughs> on william uh but he is also broken um but since you both like him what do you think the show has in store for him uh, in terms of my feelings on William, obviously, like I've said a lot uh, a few times already, I was going into this season prepared to just be massively disappointed with him, and it's been the opposite result, which I'm very, very happy with. Obviously, I didn't want to watch characters I'm not interested in. Um, William's a character where, yes, they've done more interesting things with him in season three as opposed to what they did in the previous seasons, but they've they've moved him on from the whole forward game kind of yeah. thing like that like that's that's not happening in this season and it's been a bit it's been a lot more about him kind of exploring himself and that um i wouldn't necessarily say i like william like he's not one of my favorite characters it's just what they've done with him this season has been more interesting than previous seasons i probably would have agreed a lot more with you uh natalie in, in season two because that's a lot where i felt like that that stuff was starting to go on a lot a bit too long i, und- I understand if you do as uh, the first season with that and obviously ford was very present in the season in that season because obviously he was alive um and i really liked what they did in uh, it was more with bernard i think when do you remember when they had ford kind of as, as this the imagination sort of part of uh of bernard he was sort of imagining he was there i liked what they did with that as well if you if you remember back back then yeah um but i i if you if you'd have sent that feedback in i guess in season two i probably would have agreed with you more but i just think what they've done with them this season has been just different enough and more interesting um like if he dies i wouldn't really mind as opposed to certain other characters um yeah. like if dolores or caleb died or whatever um i'd be a lot more sort of disappointed in that but uh yeah how do you feel about william um do what? you agree with sort of natalie here yeah i mean i, I went in with like yeah we've said at multiple points oh well that could be the last we see of him and then they've kind of kept on bringing him back (laughs) i I do wonder whether he's going to continue after this because he uh, ed harris who plays him has been quoted uh by by basically saying you know i signed on to play the man in black i didn't sign to play down to play the man in white so it wasn't the most joyous joyous season for me i've got to say so it sounds like he didn't particularly enjoy filming this season um so it it will be interesting to see whether they use him more or less, whether he, assuming he makes it out of this season, whether they use him more or less moving forward. Um, you know, because clearly he wasn't overly happy with what they did with the character this season either. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I'm as long as they resolve that character in some way, uh, whether that's by killing him outright or or whether they do something else with him, but as long as they resolve that character arc in some way, I'm happy. Um, and whether they do that this season or next season, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it looks like his next step is to potentially shoot Bernard or Ashley. So yes, <laughs> we shall see how that plays out first. 
Um, so there we go. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week, of course, for the season finale. Um, I'm guessing it'll probably be a bit of a longer episode as well. Of course, it's HBO, so they don't have to fit it around ad slots, do they? So they can no. do whatever they want with it. Um, but we'll be back for next week. We're very excited for it. Um, and it will be, yeah, the last of the podcast for these big three shows that we've been we've been doing. Of course, we're supposed to get another Walking Dead episode, but that won't be yet. So no. uh, there we go. Um, of course, yes, you can find everything that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. Still lots of things going on, even though things are ending. There's still, you know, run on HBO. Um, Classic Review Season 4 is going to be happening soon. Uh, basically, once, I, once we finish... Um, with Westworld next week, I'm going to start recording those episodes because I haven't started making them yet. So uh, look out for that in the coming weeks. Um, Star Trek Discovery Season 3 is back soon. There was a teaser trailer about three weeks ago. So Yeah. Uh, but we'll see when that comes out. Um, but uh, yeah, you can find everything that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. If you want to keep up to date with uh, when, where, and if those shows and films and stuff are coming out, uh, David's got you covered on geektown.co.uk uh, for your TV and film news, uh, edit information, the next week on TV and all that sort of stuff, uh, and to see um, all that sort of thing. Uh, you can, of course, find all that information on geektown.co.uk. And if you want that in weekly podcast format, you can do that as well on Tuesdays. Uh, so Geektown Geek, Geek Radio, sorry, on geektown.co.uk and on podcast services just search for geek town on those and you should be able to find it or just search for geek town and you should be able to find all of that information uh, of course if you search for both geek town and entertainment talk um you can find all of that stuff so please do that as well uh if you want to support the podcast and support entertainment talk uh we are on patreon please check out the one dollar and three dollar level tiers uh for review options and ad free podcast options uh if you are still using amazon to buy stuff we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra so that's a way to support us through the affiliate link uh word of mouth please tell people that you know about the website and the itunes feeds that really helps us out as well and of course social social media you can share them on facebook and twitter and if you can put them in different facebook groups uh, for streaming and stuff, lots of different options there. You can, of course, watch Bex do her fun streams at uh, Tristabytes if you search for that on Twitch. Um, or if you just search for that on Google, I think it comes up as well. So just search for Tristabytes, B-Y-T-E-S for Bytes. Uh, on Twitch, she streams daily, sometimes twice a day, uh, sometimes once, but for a long length of time. Just get yourself subscribed over there and uh, follow her channel. And you'll be notified when she goes live and get involved with the geeky chatter and the gaming and all that sort of fun stuff over there with the totally real backgrounds. Um, so get involved <laughs> yes. with that over there yeah um, uh, for Twitch as well sometimes I stream on Twitch when it wants to work so you can follow me on there uh, David does sometimes as well uh, for the FIFA streams um, we're on our next season now In the we're in the 2026 to 27 season it's uh, crazy lots of players are retiring but if you want to watch that of course that's on Mixer uh, from my side of course uh, Robert also streams on Mixer as well and look out for Let's Play Sundays for the Moss finale on Sunday be the last episode for that so look out for that on Sunday as well uh, thank you all very much for listening and we'll see you next week for the finale uh, goodbye bye <laughs>